Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Podcast for Catholics who want to grow in holiness and joy by living a simple, everyday spirituality. I'm Marge steinhake Fenlon, and I am so excited to have my friend Heidi Saxton with me here today to talk about some very special opportunities for you and the women in your life. Let me first tell you just a little bit about Heidi. She is... Oh no, we gotta start again. Ha ha ha, I lost your 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 bio. It's okay. Just say what you know, it's fine. I don't need a big I don't need a big uh ah! This is just friends chatting. <laughs> oh man. All right. Heidi's okay. the author who can never get your books through committee. <laughs> oh no, I don't don't feel like that. I am grateful for all that you did and and there will be others. It'll be it'll be good. I have I have absolutely no hard feelings. Uh, I definitely not against you. I don't. You did everything you could. I think I there was a, just a funny kind of something going on there with with Carrie and Tom and yeah. so yeah. It was yeah. weird. Yeah. Uh oh. Um. I'm sorry. I need thirty seconds. Come on, sure. Come on, brother. Okay. Okay. Good girl. <laughs> I have approximately ten seconds from the time she does that little dance until I until I have a wet spot on my carpet. So. <laughs> I threatened Daisy before I called. Like you lay down, you stay right there, <laughs> make a sound. It's worse when she's outside the door because then she then she yep. starts with this pathetic whining and then she's yep. dying and scratch, then she's scratch, getting scratch. upset. Yep, the scratching and then it's the woofing and then it's the out and out barking and it's like, okay, <laughs> just come on in. <sighs> yeah, bully. Oh, okay, there we go. She's done. She's done. I'll let her back in. Then I'll be done. <laughs> and no problem. Okay, coming in. <laughs> So my kids went. My kids went to go visit their birth family for Thanksgiving, and so it's just me and oh, Craig. Wow. So there's nobody else to let the kid let the dog in. So. 
All right. Now you've got my full and undivided attention. <laughs> <laughs> Until Greta's got to go get her. Maybe Daisy will have to go. <laughs> this will be good. She, although she is looking at the Thanksgiving. I had my Thanksgiving casserole pan on the floor, and she seems to be <laughs> Anyway. All right. I'm done now. Okay. We'll do this again, and I'll think of think I'll get my wits about me. All right. Welcome to Simply Holy, a podcast for Catholics who want to grow in holiness and joy by living a simple, everyday spirituality. I'm Marge Steinhag Fenelon, and I am so excited to have my friend Heidi Saxton with us here today. Heidi is oh, a seasoned editor, seasoned author, <laughs> woman of much grace and and I mean that sincerely. She does so much good for so many people. And and today I, I'm asking her to talk about not only her latest book, but an amazing coast-to-coast project that she has embarked on. Heidi, welcome to Simply Holy. Thank you, Marge. I'm so happy to be here with you today. So I can't wait. I can't wait to talk about the cool things that you're doing. But before that, can you give us a little background on yourself? Sure. Uh, I'm a Catholic convert. I came into the church in 1994, and um, I was in the evangelical tradition. I was actually trained as a missionary before um, before, I, before I became Catholic. I'm sorry, my dog is just jumping around here. <laughs> we love dogs. So, yes, <laughs> my favorite dog. But because I, raised, I was raised in the evangelical tradition, I grew up with the strong uh, teachings on reading the Bible every day and praying every day. And that was something that was just a part of our growing up. You know, our, we saw our mother and our father doing that every day. And so that was a heritage that's very precious to me. And so when they asked me to put together the Ave Prayer Book for Catholic Mothers, um, I thought this is a wonderful way to be able to reach out to, there's so many hurting moms out there right now, and especially right where you are right now. I know there's a lot of hurting families yeah. that are really struggling and need the special blessing of Our Lady of Sorrows, who understands yeah. our pain, who understands yep. all the things that we struggle. Um, one of the contributors to this book, Rachel Bullman, actually wrote about her real-life pieta in the uh, in the way that her you know, watching her children struggle and how that helped her to understand how the Holy Mother loves us. She wrote the prayer to Our Lady of Sorrows. Our Lady of Sorrows reveal the fullness of beauty within this pain. I trust your immaculate heart and your motherly wisdom to guide me when the way seems rough and the journey gets weary. Above all, lead me back to my first love. When the sorrow is great and the way seems hopeless, let me gaze at you in the pieta, carrying the body of our Lord and receive the strength I need to find him again and again, even in the sorrows of this life. Amen. Amen. And, uh, I mean, when we when we experience pain, uh, even what seems like senseless pain and crisis, like what the people of Wisconsin are experiencing right now, it helps to know that that our the Blessed Mother understands our pain in a very special way because she endured senseless suffering in her own life as well. So that is something that as a Protestant, I didn't fully appreciate. But as a Catholic, I've just really come to understand pain and suffering in a different way, in a way that has much more hope. It isn't pointless because it all can be offered back to Jesus for to help other people. And how what a privilege that is, don't you think? Oh, you know, absolutely. Whether it's, whether it's the sufferings of our children, 
and whether it's you know of their own doing or things that come upon them from outside forces, whether it's suffering within our own marriages, whether it's our personal you know medical frailties or weaknesses or or the emotional struggles that we deal with, um, Our Lady understands. And she continuously draws us back to Jesus for healing and for comfort and for consolation that nothing is lost. Love is never wasted. And it always returns back for fault into joy. And so we can trust that that's going to happen in this situation as well. Yeah. And, and you're right. The, the, before folks, before we, uh, before we started the recording, I was telling, telling Heidi that I'm near Waukesha. Wisconsin, and and I have people who uh, I know who were there and witnessed this this terrible tragedy. But I also know one woman who one of the women who was killed. So it's been an interesting morning as I am searching to the Blessed Mother for healing for myself, and then figure trying to figure out the people who are contacting me looking for some guidance and healing it's it's a funny thing to be walking both sides of that that line at once it's that not usually the case for me but but this you know i and i i picked up my my copy of ave prayer book for mothers and it's like yep (laughs) yep it's going to be in there i know it well there will be more more than enough spiritual food for me in this in this book and so i'm so grateful to you for putting this Together, I was humbled to be invited as a contributor, and mm-hmm. and and really believe that this this book is it's more than just a book. It's it's a gift. It's a spiritual gift. I I think no, not I think, but I know for for women, for moms, and and even spiritual moms, I think this is really mm-hmm. important. To have that resource to go back and and find you know that it's all categorized and maybe you can talk a little bit about the different categories in the book and how sure. you've organized that. Sure. Well, as Catholic, all all women are called to be mothers. It's it's written into our bodies. It's written into our souls. Whether or not you know, I never gave birth. My children, we received our children through adoption. And yet, uh, early on, I experienced motherhood in so many ways and through my children, of course, but through helping authors bring, bring to the light the messages that God has given them in book form, um, the various missionary work that I've, I've done and in music and things like that, that God gives all of us many opportunities to be able to bring life into the world and to bring his hope into the world, just like the Blessed Mother did. Um, but as mothers, it's also very, very important that we, excuse me, continue to feed that part of our souls so that we have something to give to others. And that's why books like this, when we don't have the words to pray, when we don't know what to say to God, when we're struggling ourselves, being able to read the prayer stories and the favorite prayers of women that we know we can trust, um, what can help us to find those words ourselves and form those words ourselves. So these little prayers become sort of prayer starters for our own meditations, our own prayers. You know, Marge, one of my kids were very little. I think Christopher might have been like seven years old at the time. And they came to us when Christopher was just, just about three uh, through foster care. And we fostered them for two years before we were able to adopt them. And uh, right around the time that their adoption became finalized, our dog, Missy, was hit by a car and died. 
And Craig and I agreed that Craig would bury the dog and I would tell the kids. That seemed like the good division of labor. <laughs> and yeah. uh, Christopher, of course, just inconsolable. He just loved that dog so much. And he says, Mom, I keep losing things. I keep losing people. I keep losing. Why does God keep taking these things away from me? Why do I keep losing these people and now Missy out of my life? Why? And I just really struggled with, I saw that poor little kid. He was just so, didn't understand why he had to go through that pain. He was too young to understand that death is a part of life. And and I just asked, prayed for wisdom. And I said, you know, Christopher, God sends every baby into the world with three things. He sends them with a gift to share, a burden to carry, and a job to do. And when your job is done, he takes you back to be with him in heaven forever. And you don't get to find out what that job is until you're in heaven because it's something different for everybody. And you won't know what it was exactly until you get to heaven and he tells you what a good job you did. And so I said the the burden that we're asked to carry and the gift that we're given, those are all part of the job. And so when you suffer and you are suffering and this hurts so much, we can trust Jesus that he is getting you ready for something amazing, that he has a job that only you can do. And you can only do it if you go through this path of suffering. And it's just part of the journey that he wants us all to take. And he didn't, he sort of processed that for a while, but that was the last time I saw him crying over Missy. Um, I think he saw it, he needed something to help him make sense of it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think there are some circumstances we can't entirely make sense of in this life, but we can entrust it back to God and say, you know, I, I just don't understand this, Jesus. I don't understand why you would make me go through this. But I know yeah. that you are love. I know that you are infinitely merciful. Mm-hmm. And I know that I can trust you with my life. And I know that I can trust you with my children's lives. And so I'm just content to wait and know that you're going to tell me when the time is right, what the purpose of this all was. And that's that's the message that I came away with the Ave Prayer Book for Catholic Mothers. So many of these women are telling these stories about how they had a particular time of challenge in the beginning. The first part of the book is prayers that you have in adoration. And how many of us have gone to church and haven't known what to say to God? You know, something is so heavy on our heart. We just don't have the words. So you can turn to this and you can find the universal prayer. Lord, I believe in you. Increase my faith. I trust in you. Strengthen my trust. I love you. Let me love you more and more. I am sorry for my sins. Deepen my sorrow. I worship you as my first beginning. I long for you as my last end. I praise you as my constant helper. And I call on you as my loving protector. This was a prayer that was originally prayed by Pope Clement the 11th, and it was contributed by Katie Pregene McGrady. But this is one that she discovered when she was in Rome before she was even a mom. And so she tells this story about how this universal prayer has been her prayer at adoration. Justina Kopp offers, when you really need mercy, Lord Jesus, Son of the living God, have mercy on me, a sinner. That short little two-line prayer sometimes is all we need to transfer that sorrow and that burden back to God that has been weighing us down. Um, another, Daria Saki, she shared a prayer, St. Anselm's prelude to prayer. Insignificant man, escape from your everyday business for a short while. <clears throat> Hide for a moment for your restless thoughts. Break off from your cares and troubles and be less concerned about your tasks and labors. Make a little time for God and rest a while in him. Enter into your mind's inner chamber. Shout out everything but God and whatever 
helps you to seek him. And when you have shut the door, look for him. Speak to God now and say with your whole heart, I seek your face, your face, Lord, I desire. So how many of these great saints have said they've struggled themselves too? Lord, I seek your face. I can't see you right now. Help me to find you. It's good to know that we're not alone in that sense of, Lord, we need you. Help me find you. So we, after the adoration, uh, the prayers for adoration, we have prayers for getting to know Mary. I tell a little story in that section about how I got to know Mary by rocking my son Christopher at night. Part three is prayers for more intimate marriage. Love that never ends. Of course, the husband and wife marriage is the heartbeat of the house together. That love is what sustains us and helps us to pass on to our children. Part four, prayers of a mother's heart from late prayers for labor and delivery all the way through to the power of a grandmother's prayer. The whole litany of prayers for mothers and for their praying for their children. The next part is praying it for help in times of trouble, whether they're litanies that you can pray with your whole family, morning offerings. Uh, there's one from a birth mother, Marcia Elaine McGee, for the child I don't get to keep. She's praying for that child that was she made an adoption plan, and but yet she still loves and thinks for that child. Yeah. And so part six, prayers for while you work. All of us are working moms, right? Whether we get a paycheck for it or not, we are all working. And this prayer, so there's a kitchen sink offering, a nine annoying things, novena, which is probably one of my very, very favorite <laughs> prayers. As you go through the day and you're annoyed by this and that and the other thing, you sort of toss it back to God and say, that's one, Lord. That's two, Lord. And, you <laughs> and so you hit your nine annoying things and then you can't be annoyed anymore for the rest of the day. So part nine, part seven is prayers for peace in times of grief and loss. While we were compiling this book, one of our contributors, Sherry Pierce, uh, Hayes Pierce actually lost her husband during the writing of this book, the compilation of this book. And what was really wonderful was being able to join and to surround her with all the contributors. There are 72 different contributors, and we were all able to gather around and offer her peace and prayers mm-hmm. during that horrible, horrible time, including the women who were already widows. They were able to minister to her in a special way. And that is the gift of the body of Christ. You know, we all have experiences and painful experiences that soften our hearts or can, if we're willing to let them be used that way, they can make us more compassionate people and they can help us to help others. And what a gift that is. Yeah. And one of the things I, I love about the, it's just a beautiful book, folks. You just really, you have to go out and get this book. And, and if you're not a a mom or a woman at all, guys go out and get for every woman in your life. Um, (laughs) It is, it's beautifully done, but it's hardcover. And and when I, I first got my copy, I looked at it and I thought, this is perfect. I didn't know it was going to be hardcover until I saw it. And and I suppose it was mentioned, but it didn't register for me. So so when it came hardcover and I thought, this is exactly right, because you're in the you – know, women will find themselves in it now and then many different times – far, far into the future. You know, if, if, if that isn't you right now in certain prayers, it will, it, it likely will be at mm-hmm. some point or, or very close to that. So, so it's, it's, it's a guide. It's really a companion. I think a life companion. That's the way I think of the book because you're going to want to have that around for a good, right. long time. And, it's um, nice. It doesn't have like a floppy jacket, so you can stick it into your purse. You mm-hmm. can stick it into that little console next to you know. We're all 
that we are all driving the kids everywhere. Yeah. It fits this perfect size to sit into that little slot by the driver's yeah. door. Yeah. You can just yeah. pick it up and it's um it can just go with you. And if you order it through Ave Maria Press between now and the end of December, you can get a twenty percent discount by going directly to Ave Maria Press and put use the code STORY20, STORY20. Unless, Marge, do you have a different code that you want them to use? No, no, that's yep. that's right. That's the one. STORY20, and you can get a discount on this uh, price. It's regularly $21. I believe you get 20% off if you use STORY20. So be sure to use that code. Way cool. AveMariaPress.com. Awesome, awesome. Now, this this book has launched you into um, my temptation to sin. <laughs> and visa sin, don't do that, Marge. But but Heidi is about Heidi and her beloved are about to embark on a project that that I would ever so love to do, but my dear hero husband is so reticent to do what you're doing and that is to travel the country in an RV. Oh yes. Perfect, perfect, perfect. So tell us about this. So Pray Across America is sort of the way that we're going to be using to promote this book. And I know there I've seen there's just so many parishes all across the country that are really struggling. They don't have a lot of money. They certainly don't have the money to bring big speakers with heavy fees and airplane trips and all that kind of stuff. And they just want, uh, they just need encouragement. And so my husband and I decided to take our RV for Lent during, during Lent. We're going to start in Columbus. The first event is going to be February 18th, which is just before the actual Ash Wednesday, but, and we're going to be driving, uh, first east out to New Jersey and Pennsylvania, then down to Washington, DC. We're going to hopefully hit Nashville at some point down to Georgia. And then we're going to head west through across to New Orleans, uh, Arizona, Texas, first Texas, then Arizona. And then we're going to wind up in California for Easter because that's where I was confirmed 20 something years or something more than 20. A couple of years ago. Years ago. <laughs> Two years ago. So Holy Family Catholic Church in South Pasadena, California is where we're hoping to end up. That's um, going to be for Easter Sunday. And we're just hoping to stop in at churches and offer these little um, holy hours, these musical holy hours. I'm bringing my little keyboard where I can use your piano if you've got one that's decently in tune and just sit down with the moms in your community and just worship Jesus for an hour. That's all it, you know, it's all it takes. It doesn't take, you know, if you pay for my tank of gas, we'll consider it even, you know, <laughs> nice. we're going to be having the books there available. If you want to buy the books, um, if you're interested in more, just come to my website, Heidi Saxton.com and I'll have more information there and you can just uh, feel free to drop me a note and I'd be happy to let you know where we're going to be in your area. And if someone says, ooh, ooh, I'd like to have her come to my parish, how do they go about that? Just drop me a note through my website, HeidiSaxon.com, and uh, talk to your pastor and get the, you know, I have the schedule up on there where we're going to be, so figure out when we're going to be in your area. Uh, Wisconsin, I don't think we currently have, just because February in Wisconsin and the RV just didn't sound like a good time. <laughs> but if you want to make yeah, it up no. this summer... You know, if you want me to come out during the summer or whatever, yeah. just drop me a note and we'll make we'll make plans. And I'd love to come out and spend some time with the with the women in your parish. Yeah, awesome. Yep, HeidiSaxton.com. I definitely. Yeah, when I looked at your schedule, I went, oh no, 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 not during the winter. No, 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 not a good idea. I have been. I have. I have 
horror stories of trying to drive through this Wisconsin weather in my little featherweight Mazda hatchback. And uh, we keep saying, gotta replace that car. But then, but then the good weather comes and like, oh, it's so economical. It's so <laughs> but, but, but you know, every time it rolls, right about now, I keep thinking, dumb idea. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I totally don't blame you for wanting to segue around our area through those winter months, even through uh, even into March, it gets pretty, pretty weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I lo- I do love Wisconsin, but I'll tell you, you know, they say, that, uh, how does it go? There's this this saying. I should know. I'm from Wisconsin. They say, um, oh, if you live in Wisconsin, you don't like the weather. Just wait five minutes. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But seriously, if there's somebody out there that wants to come in May or June, that's we can. Yeah. We, that's not current. We have to come back some way. So if you want us to swing by Wisconsin, yeah. I'd be happy to make that happen. Yeah. Just let me know. Yeah. Um, but at any rate, I'm just really looking forward to meeting so the women out there and to encourage them, you know, with the music and with you know spending time an hour with Jesus in front of the, you know, with the Eucharist. I just think is one of the best ways that we can refill that cup that we need so we have something to share with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't have to necessarily be a holy hour. It could also just be a faith sharing thing. Just give me. Uh, drop me an email, let me know what you'd like to do, and we'll kind of go from there. But in the meantime, I just want to encourage you to pick up a copy of the Ave Prayer Book for Catholic Mothers. It makes it beautiful, whether it's for a Christmas gift, a birthday, Mother's Day, you name it. It makes a gift that she will always love and always cherish and always help her do the thing that God has for her to do. Yeah, and 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 of all ages, that's the beauty. It's just awesome. I mean, every kind of Every kind of woman, every kind of mother, I just, there's something there and lots more than just a something. It's a lot. It's mm-hmm. a lot in there. So I, I always ask if there are any interesting anecdotes from the putting together of, of a book, all of the, all of the authors that mm-hmm. I talk to, because sometimes there's, you know, we don't, the, the reader sees and holds in their hand the finished product. And and I know for myself, when I talk about what it takes to put a book together, I see jaws drop. Like people have no clue <laughs> that we, we are talking about a year's journey in in many cases, uh, sometimes a little shorter. But but there's always it always seems there's some like, oh, you're kidding me, that happened or something like that or just an interesting thing that uh, touched your heart while you were working on of a of a prayer book for Catholic mothers? Sure. Well, one of the things I've been thinking about that question, I remember you asking me that question uh, a while back and I didn't, I didn't have any like miracles or anything that happened while we were putting it together. But I do remember going back and when I first started thinking about writing the introduction to the book, because that sort of sets the tone for the rest of the book. You want to write a good introduction, you know, and usually you write it after the rest of the book is done. And I thought about the women in my life who are most instrumental to my spiritual journey. And of course, my own mother was, is one of those. And now she became Catholic since she coming to live with us, which is a story in and of itself that um, is, is lovely. And I'd love to tell at some point, but probably not here. And, but the, one of the women that has meant the most to me is a Scotch Presbyterian missionary to India by the name of Amy Carmichael and her biography called A Chance to Die was written by another one of my heroes, Elizabeth Elliot. 
And one of the things I've been doing with the Pray Across America is is bringing, introducing the Catholic audience to some of the great hymns of the faith that I grew up with. This is my spiritual heritage. You know, I grew up in the evangelical tradition. And so I have been blessed to know many of these very courageous women who went overseas and spent their entire lives serving God. Often they were unmarried. Amy Carmichael was unmarried and she spent 50 years in India rescuing rescuing temple children who had been sold into slavery into the Indian Hindu temples. And she she would take them out of that place and she would raise them, educate them, give them a, a job. Um, so she was a single lady the last 20 years of her life. She's, she was bedridden. She was in a biking accident. And she wrote for the last 20 years of her life, she wrote all of her books that she is famous for now and all of the hymns that she became so famous for here in the United States wrote from bed rest in India during that time. And she's just such a, an amazing Amy Carmichael was her name. And, uh, she is somebody who just always, um, I just so admired all my life. She was the one who got me, one of the ones who got me interested in missions to begin with. Mm -hmm. And so I decided I want to include one of her hymns in the introduction of my book, which I did. And it's called From Prayer That Asks. And it talks about how, you know, the Lord give me the strength to do what you want me to do. Uh, Of course, she says it much more eloquently. She says, um, give me the love that leads the way, the courage nothing can dismay, the hope no disappointments tire the passion that will burn like fire. Let me not sink to be a clod. Make me thy fuel, O flame of God. It sounds a little like Catherine, I think, yeah, Sienna, don't you think? Yeah, it does, yeah. But So what I had to do to get permission to use these three stanzas, though, I had to track down the original user of the copyright of the, oh, of wow. the poem. And, find, and it took a little while, but I thought, you know, what a great privilege to be able to share all the whole journey, not just just the part that since I became Catholic, but the whole journey mm-hmm. that God has brought us along. I think it's really important that, you know, we get a chance to be able to appreciate the whole journey, not just the bright parts or not just the one parts that seem really, you know, pious or you know, things that we're delighted to be able to share. But even the parts that we're, we wish might be a little different or we might be a little more dramatic, we can thank yeah. God for Every single bit of those, even the parts where we're laid up in bed and writing hymns because we can't do anything else. So are we out of time, Marge? Sounds like we might be out of time. That that is Marge forgetting to uh, take the hook off the phone before she started. the. Uh, I tell people this is life. You know, I work out of my home like so many of us do now. So things are bound to happen. So So, uh, no, not out of time, not completely getting there, but but I'm I'm. I do want to ask you just, uh, I'm fascinated by your missionary spirit and your experiences. And I know that probably is enough for an entire podcast. But where where did your missionary, where did it take you? Where, where were you missionary? Well, I was in Senegal, West Africa for a year. I went on a couple of missionary outreaches. I was in Poland for a, a summer. I, of course, helped Father Ubald write his book in Rwanda, and so I traveled there. Um, I was I spent a little bit of time in Mexico. But the honest truth, the honesty, you know, to be honest with you, I think that um, what well, started, which is a whole other story, when I was in my teens and I was in a car accident and God spared my life 
Um, and he, at that time, but the work that he's given me to do since then, and especially since becoming a Catholic, I've always seen this as a missionary endeavor because I feel like he's given me the ability to be able to work with people and help them to write books. But for me, it's always been about supporting other people who are already in the vineyard, people who are already doing ministry and just giving them the tools that they need to do the work a little more efficiently, a little better, a little um, a little richer, a little more textured in the way that they communicate their message. And so for me, it's never really been about, you know, getting, you know, making a lot of money or anything like that. It's just been about finding the people whose stories need to be told on a broader level. Mm-hmm. And I think that is really what uh, missionary work is at the heart. It's about the come and see, look what Jesus has done for me and sharing that because there's somebody out there who needs to hear that story. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, I think, in our day and age, and I, and I mean not just these current times, but but with technology and and the expansion of the various platforms, in in many ways, we've all become missionaries. Those the people of faith, we've all become missionaries now because when we put something out there, and and I don't mean just writers and speakers. I mean, just anyone who's putting stuff out there on social media or wherever it is that you're you're reaching out into unknown territory. You know, in mm-hmm. some cases, you don't even know who's going to be reading that. And and I liken it to, you know, maybe maybe for you landing in Senegal and and not knowing what you, who or what you are going to encounter That's or right. <laughs> how your message would be perceived. And and I I have been trying to be aware of that myself in what I put out there, but also reminding folks, especially if they're getting a little uncharitable online, like that never happens, right? But, um, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, you know, think about, you don't, you don't necessarily know who's, who is getting that message and how it will, will be perceived. And this is a golden opportunity for every single one of us to put Christ out there. And so. and his mother yeah. and and it's it's a thrill it's a it's a thrilling time, and and also it's a huge responsibility I think yeah. to be to, yeah. to really be good stewards of of the airwaves so to speak. Um, and it doesn't always have to be something very complicated or very eloquent. You know, one of the mm-hmm. one of the greatest uh, witnesses to me in, in becoming Catholic was a woman. I don't think she ever actually shared her faith story with me, but she supported me while I was in Senegal. She, she contributed a certain amount of dollars every single month and I knew she was Catholic and mm-hmm. I felt guilty taking her money. Cause at that time in my life, I didn't believe Catholics were Christians. And I thought, well, gosh, should I be taking money from somebody who isn't <laughs> even Christian? And I'll tell you, you know, months later and things happened. And I remembered Janet and I remembered her faithfulness and I remembered how much she wanted to show her love and friendship. And it got me thinking, so what's so bad about being Catholic? It was one of many times I had to ask that question before I finally found the courage to research it out. So by the time I finally found that Holy Family Catholic Church, and they patiently helped me find the answer for that question, but it was because this little, you know, this Catholic friend of mine had insisted on supporting me while I was a missionary in Africa. 
and oh, I had yeah. to keep going back. So you never know what it's going to take. It may not be an eloquent argument. It may just be a helping hand at just the right time. So just be faithful to the opportunities God gives you. So, so the the wind up question, since it's simply holy, and and I, I'm working hopefully well for God to encourage people to strive for holiness. What tell me what holiness means to you or looks like for you when you hear that holiness? What does it what does it strike in your heart? That's a really good question, and I should have an answer. (laughs) (laughs) I have to answer it as a as a mother, as a mother, wife, and mother. um, And I have to tell you, I think that. I made a lot of assumptions about how holy I was that t- turned out not to be so true when I became a mom. There is nothing quite so humiliating, <laughs> humbling, and eye-opening as motherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's when you discover your short temper and your angry mouth and your, you know, all those things that, you know, if Jesus were sitting in the room, you'd be just so embarrassed, you know. <laughs> but it's this sort of like this crucible of 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 sanctity when you go in and you have to answer that question for the 43rd time and you have to pick up those socks off the floor for the 100th time and the all mm. the things that you want things just this way and i think that that idea of selflessness and making yourself small as saint Teresa Lisieux said and making it not about you but making it about the good of the other person i think if you can do that then you've really got You've gotten pretty far along the way, I think, and something I'm still working on. So I oh, can't me claim too. to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't claim to. I still, it's still very much a work in progress. Um, yeah. But you know, thank the Lord, He's given me the tools that I need in my children and in my husband to, and in my dog and <laughs> every creature in my life. <laughs> you know those frustrating meetings and the you know the details that you have to attend to and it's 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 hard and every stage of a mother's life the challenges are new and different but they're very important you can't overlook any one of them you just have to take it as it comes yeah yeah that's beautiful yeah and you know i think that that that's a, a primary motivation for me in doing simply holy because i need to learn <laughs> mm-hmm. so you know as i'm striving too and i i find that i learn so much from from my guests when i when i have guests on because it's it's aspects that i never thought about and uh so yeah so we all grow together yeah but, uh, anything else that you wanted to say about the book or pray across America that I did I can, to ask about. I am. Th- I just want to say thank you for including me, Marge. You are one of those uh, authors that I have learned to just cherish over the years, and your faithfulness and how you've taught me how to pray, and you've taught me new ways to pray from the uh, Our Lady Endure of Knots all the way through the Forgiving Mother, and now with the Ave Prayer Book for Catholic Mothers. I think that. Um, your faithfulness and sharing your experience, good and bad, the struggles and the reality. I think that we um, are a gift to each other when we're willing to let each other peer inside the dark and dusty holes of our lives, you know, and being able to see what really is going on and, and where we need help. I think that being willing to ask for help is probably one of the greatest gifts you can give somebody. 
So if, if you know somebody out there who is in need of a little bit of help, I want to pick up an extra copy of the Ave Purple for Catholic Mothers and give them a blessing that they'll never forget. Yep. Agreed. Agreed, agreed, agreed. A thousand times agreed. So time to close. I'm watching the clock and thinking, wow, I could just go on forever chatting. It's so much fun. Uh, <laughs> but but all the good things have to come to an end. And I know you and I will have opportunity to talk more in the future anyway. But for this podcast, time to wind down. So my friends, thank you so very much for joining us today. It's time that you've taken out of your day, but I I have no doubt it was fruitful time, especially with Heidi as guest. And so if you'd like to check out Heidi's work, again, HeidiSaxton.com. You want to look into and get your copy of Ave Prayer Book for Catholic Mothers. It's AveMariaPress.com. And the discount code is? Story20. Story20. There we go. I should have written it down real quick. I'm terrible when I'm caught mid-air trying to remember something and and folks if you want to find out more about me it's margefenelin.com you can find out how to book me for a speaking engagement my blog is there other episodes of simply holy my youtube videos are there and also my books and and i have some catholic gifts, gifts there excuse me for you as well my friends, until next time, please remember that the only thing stopping you from becoming holy is the excuse you make for not pursuing it. God bless you, my friends, and may our Mother Mary This is Kevin O'Brien of EWTN's Theater of the Word. I'm excited also to teach middle school and high school literature, speech, and drama with homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider. Your student can meet with me online for a live, interactive class. Whether you take apologetics with John Martinoni or grade school with Jackie De La Viaga, or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, online Catholic learning for your homeschooling family is available for you.